Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. From the Gospel according to Luke, sorry, chapter 8, verses 26 to 39. Let us listen now to God's holy word and what it says to us this day. When they arrived at the region of the Gerasenes, which is opposite of Galilee, they stepped out on the shore. A man from the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had not worn any clothes and lived, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to or, he begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there was, a, there was on the hillside a large herd of swine feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd stampeded down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it to the city and in the country, Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And he became frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then the whole throng of people of the surrounding region of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into a boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. There was a time when I was a young adult, maybe a high school student, I don't remember, when I was really into the practice or the idea or the theatrics of uh, exorcisms. I can't remember what movie or book inspired it. I don't know. Maybe, I don't think I ever saw The, uh, um, the Exorcist. Uh, maybe it was a Da Vinci Code movie. I don't remember. <laughs> but I remember getting into learning more about this kind of spiritual warfare and the practice of casting out demons. Funny then how I ended up as a member of the clergy. Only to find that the church's work today is to still cast out demons. 
Perhaps the demons aren't in the form of Hollywood antagonists. They aren't these shadowy figures that we can project. But they're still very real, still very dangerous. And the power to cast out demons, even ones as intimidating as Legion, can be cast out by us, cast out by the disciples of Jesus Christ. In an age and a time where we accept evil acts, words, and deeds as things being inevitable, where we just live or think that we just live with these demons, the casting out of legion by Jesus reminds us that these evils are not inevitable, and they can indeed be cast out by the power given to us. Throughout Scripture, we find stories of demons or other worldly entities. For example, I don't know how much of you read the Old Testament, but we find good old King Saul visiting a medium or the witch of Endor to summon the spirit of the prophet Samuel in this cloaked midnight run. The prophet Ezekiel is taken by God to a valley where he is shown an army of dry bones, where sinew and flesh begin to take hold. Spiritual forces, or the unexplainable, were certainly part of what it meant to live in the ancient world. But in many ways, the demonic, such as the demon legion, certainly played multiple roles. For we know that a legion in the Roman army was something that consisted of about 6,000 soldiers, which I don't know about you, it's quite an imposing force. I don't think one would be imposing, let alone 6,000. In many ways, our talk about demons or the demonic reflects this duality. In many ways, our Bible is filled with tales of mysterious phenomenon, whether they be demons or ghosts or dry bones, that represent not just the spiritual but the physical world. For the demon legion represents not just a supernatural being, but also represented a very real threat. As the Jewish historians will later tell of how in this same region of Gerasenes, a legion of Roman soldiers would come to put down an uprising and lead to a massacre of Jewish people living in the region of Gerasenes plays multiple roles. As these forces at work play dual roles, we find a hazard that we still struggle with today, which is that the hazard of the demons in our world, the forces of evil, is something we've just grown accustomed to. Our baseline has shifted. What we perhaps thought was evil at one time, well, perhaps... It's just the fact of life. Our baseline has shifted so we eventually assume all the pain, all the suffering, all the vile acts we commit as human beings are normal. And it's always been that way. 
combination of apathy and our inherent desire to avoid conflict has allowed these demons to take hold, slowly choke us like a vine sapping life from a tree. Which is why it's important for us to realize that the exorcism of legion is another act of God tending to creation, like a father, like a parent, or a caretaker who models the selfless work of attentive care. Whether it be a legion of Roman soldiers or things that keep us off the lifeway of God, we are called to be attentive and work proactively in restoring ourselves, one another, and our communities, and our earth. The threat of legion is real, both the demonic and the actual. And this demon, we know, knows who Jesus is. This, G- this demon knows what Jesus is all about and pleads with Jesus not to cast them into the abyss. Which is where the gospel writer has a little play with humor, dark humor, and tells us that instead of sending them into the abyss, Jesus sends them into a herd of pigs who end up falling off a cliff and then into an abyss. Casting out demons is spiritual work. It is healing work. It is justice-seeking work, and it is liberating work. And this leads to the good news that you and I are called to participate in as disciples. Good news that draws our attention to the fact that these forces at work in the world are not inevitable changes, or are not inevitable forces, or they're not inevitable endings, but starting points for something new. I don't often talk about this kind of spiritual warfare or frame things in this way, but casting out demons is our work as disciples. Casting out demons, even if there is a legion of them, is our work. Casting out demons is our prophetic work because it says we are unwilling to believe that it is only inevitable. When people say, oh, another school shooting, well, it's only inevitable, we cast out that demon. We cast out that demon because we know it's not inevitable and we can make the change to cast it out, to make change real. When people say, oh, that's just boys being boys, or, well, they were asking for it, we say no, and we cast that demon out because we know that is not inevitable. That is something we can change. That is not something we just live with. It's something we must cast out and work towards change. When we hear stories about violent acts, about people who do things because they have racist views or are bigoted or they treat others poorly because of their class or their economic status and say, oh, it's inevitable. There's always going to be a few bad apples. We say no. We say no because it's not inevitable, friends. These things are not inevitable. We only let ourselves believe they are. These things are not inevitable. 
for we are called to cast them out. We are called to cast out the demons within and without that tell us otherwise. And we will cast out legion, which isn't a promise by Jesus, but it is a prophetic call to action. As people who the resurrection power of Jesus has touched, Jesus is also speaking to us when he says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. We are to go out. We are to go out and actively expel demons that relentlessly call us to cling to tools that take life, that expel hateful ideologies, that call us to accept all these things in life that we think are bad, know are bad, are just inevitable. We are called to cast them out, to make change. We are called to cast out demons from all corners of our communities that harbor abhorrent beliefs about people based on their gender, their nationality, their ethnicity, their religion, or their class. We are called to expel legion and to tell others to as well to return home and tell of the wonderful works of God. Let me just say that this work of casting out demons may not make us many friends. In fact, we're told that some might tell us to kindly, I don't know, in a southern way, to uh, go home or to, to leave. I don't, I'm not from the south, so, but you imagine someone saying it in you know, a way that's a little backhanded. Some might tell us to go home, to go away, to leave, but we can do so knowing we did our work faithfully. Jesus brings life to the places that have only known death that have only known what it has been like to be possessed by darkness. And we too can bring that life and light as we also are agents who cast out the darkness to make room for the life-giving love of God. So let us go. Let us cast out legion knowing that with God, nothing is impossible, and knowing that as disciples, we will not tolerate a belief that things are just inevitable. Let it be so, friends. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.